Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You know this, you don't have to write it, but it's good to be reminded. Healthy marriages depend on frequent and effective communication. Frequent, even though we speak different. Mars and Venus in the same room. Someone asked Dr. Oaks, he is a marriage counselor, what's the number one advice you give to couples when they come in? Without a pause, he said this, be kind to one another. We all want our marriages to be healthy. Many of us have no idea what that looks like, but we want it. The struggle to have our voice heard, to know that our opinion matters, drives us many times to run roughshod over our spouse. We know this is wrong, but what else can we do? Pastor Mark has been teaching about how the Bible defines marriage versus how the world around us defines it. He's telling us that we need to take the time to really talk to one another be honest and listen with humility. Doing these things will get us on the road to happy marriages. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 19 with his continuing study called Because God Says So, I Will Do Marriage, Family, and Dating God's Way. Let us hear your now, where's your wife? She's in shouting distance on the other side. And you're so pleased with yourself because you're angry. And you lay there. And the next thing you feel is a leg coming over to touch you. Get, get away from me. Now, again, we've never done that, but somebody wrote me they did it. Yeah. I thought of this this morning. If you, no, I mean this whole thing. If, not in bed after. If you're dating and you're getting ready to get married, buy a twin bed. Because you can't move away in this. See what happens? The longer we're married, the bigger the bed. Queen, king, extra king. And we presume we're in the other room. Wisdom from your old pastor right here. Can I hear an amen? You say, Pastor Mark. I I told my wife, because between Saturday and Sunday, she irons my shirt. I said, I need you in the second service because the first service, my shirt's going to look like I slept in it. I did. I slept in it. Okay. Now, is God smart to tell us that? Yeah, because if you don't solve the problem with forgiveness, 
Is the next day, is it easier or harder? Didn't take you long to say that, did you? The next day? The next day? Some of us have gone days and days and days with no talking. And guess who notices first? Our kids. We've been there. What's wrong, Daddy? How come you're not talking to Mom? Mom, what's wrong? That's the wisdom from God. Why? Because we refuse to forgive and come to a compromise. Now, when you think about that, I read this statement a long time ago. I'll say it to you very quickly. Going to bed angry is like wet cement because it hardens during the night. That's a hard heart. You see, I have to learn to live in forgiveness. It's difficult. It takes two people to make a marriage work, but I'm responsible for my heart. Number two, not only is there a commitment required as a wall to make this healthy house, number two, it's communication. See, God made us in his image, and right from the beginning of time, God communicated to man, and man communicated to each other, and back to God. Finish this statement for me. Sticks and stones may break my bones. Come on. But words will never hurt me. That's a lie. That's a lie. We were on a stopover on our cruise. And I want you, by looking at this picture, to tell me if Linda and I are doing good in our communication or not so good. What do you think's happening here? Now, we're both smiling, so... From an outside, it looks like we're doing really good. Well, let me tell you what really happened. I hired this bird. It was a trained bird. And every time I said, you need to forgive me, I asked that bird just to turn to her. Yeah, yep. How do you think our communication is now? No, that's just a joke. The birds between us, I knew I couldn't get any closer because the bird would leave. But you need to understand, communication is a big deal between couples. That's how we survive. It's a huge wall that comes between us. You see, interesting enough, why is communication trouble in a marriage? Because men and women communicate differently. Now, this isn't always the truth, but kind of overall, men are more into facts. Give me the fact, give me the bottom line, and a few words. How about women? Usually, many more words, because why? They're not interested in the facts. They're trying to get all the little detail. Well, it's a blue stripe over here. It has a yellow here. And if you look on the other side over here, it's got an undercarding. Lord, help us. (laughs) That's the way it is. So God made us different. Not only did he make us different, but he made us, sometimes we forget this, 60 to 90% of our communication is body language, eye contact, facial expressions, tone rather than words. I love you. That's going to go well. How you like my flower I went and got for you? I said I love you. What's your problem? That's an exaggeration, but sometimes we forget what our facial expression is. Listen to this. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. He who guards his lips guards his life. 
But he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. I found this recently. I thought it was so powerful. The tongue has no bones, but it's strong enough to break a heart. You know this. You don't have to write it, but it's good to be reminded. Healthy marriages depend on frequent and effective communication. Frequent, even though we speak different. Mars and Venus in the same room. Someone asked Dr. Oaks, A is a marriage counselor. What's the number one advice you give to couples when they come in? Without a pause, he said this. Be kind to one another. Look at Ephesians 5.33. However, each one of you must love his wife, speaking to the husband, as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Later, we'll see love and respect from both partners. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says this. Love is kind. What if most of the time our words were kind? Would it make a difference? What if... We said these words often to our spouse with the right meaning. I love you. I want us to practice it right now. If you're here with your spouse or you're dating somebody, I want you to turn to them and with a loving smile, grab their hand at all of our campuses and just say this, I love you. Come on, practice. Some of you, the wife is going... You need smelling salts for the wife. (laughs) She ain't heard that since the day she got married. I'm joking. But you know, we don't say that enough. Could I hear an amen? Amen. We just don't say that enough. Now, here's how we practice. We move from tearing down to building up. Isn't it crazy? We're one. Husband and wife become one. And so we tear our spouse down. Hello. What am I doing to me? I'm tearing myself down. El stupido. You're a taco short of a combination plate. What is wrong with us? I always do anything over there. I just tore myself down. That's crazy. Now, watch how this scripture. It just puts it right in front of us. A good person produces things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Watch this. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean to say that. It just flashed through my mind and I just said it to you. No. It came from my heart. Anybody wish you had never said some things to your spouse? No do-overs, but I can start over. Understand, what I said, will it help or hinder? Will it heal or scar? Will it build up or tear down? Truth and love went for a walk together one day. Truth, love. Truth was constantly speaking, while love listened with only an occasional word to say. Soon enough on their walk, wisdom. Could I ask that person to be quiet? 
please. Thank you. Truth. Soon enough on their walk, wisdom joined them and the conversation changed right away. Wisdom helped truth, direct truth into what was appropriate to say while love tempered the way in such a God-like way. Truth, love, God's wisdom. Amen? Truth, love, God's wisdom. Now, here's another one. Move from silence to words. What's the number one reason God designed Eve for Adam? To end what? Loneliness. You know, we can sit in our homes and there's no communication. There is no communication. Now, when you think of that, is that lonely or not? Yes, it's lonely. Let me show you something that's kind of funny. You won't like it, but I still think it's funny. Here we go. Here's a husband and wife. They're sitting on the front in the living room. And here's what he says. My wife asked me to pass her lip balm. By mistake, I gave her super glow. She's still not talking to me. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Now, guys, don't laugh too much because there's no kissing either. (laughs) It's over. It's over. You know, we love technology because it does so many things for us. But you know, technology, if we're not careful, destroys communication in the home. Because we're always here. And we're always thinking about something else than the person that's in the room with us. Facebook, Twitter, we've got friends all over. Listen, there's a lonely spouse in the house. There's a lonely son and daughter in the house. One of the things that I remember a study not long ago, it said if couples would try to eat once or two or three times a week at a table, and if you have kids with your kids, it's like a divorce breaker. It just makes the home the way it should be. Can I remind you simply to look and pay attention to people in our home? Let's not make this substitute for real words. Amen? Amen. Now... Proverbs, Proverbs 18 says this, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. I'm going to ask us all together just to say these words. Here we go out loud, but don't say these words to me. Look to the person you're married to or the person you're dating. If you're not married, divorced, whatever, just say it to the Lord. Here we go. Say this. Come on. I need you. Here's the next one. Let's work it out. Here's the next one. Together, we can make it. Now look at me. Look at me. God is speaking some of those words to you. Let's work it out. I'm serious. God is saying to you, you don't have to let anybody know. He's saying to you, don't give up. Do not give up on your marriage. We can work it out. God is saying this to some of you. I didn't realize God could help me. Together, we can make it. Together isn't two. Together's three. It's God. Don't ever give up on God. He's not giving up on you. Now, there is a caveat. There's a problem. If only one in the marriage wants to make it, what are you going to do? You can't change a person. 
That's what happened with our kids. And when I used to do a lot of marriage counseling, when the couple sat in front of me, I'd say to this, do you want, to the husband and the wife, do you want to save your marriage? And the way you save your marriage is by obeying what God says. Do you want that? If he said yes and she said yes, on we go. If one says no, I said, I'm sorry. I can't counsel you because there's no hope. You can't save a marriage with one. They are one. And Satan wants to divide it. Now, God can do a miracle. But you can't waste your time until the other person goes, okay, I need help. I need God. Okay, now we can do it. I've seen marriages that you would say would never, ever, ever be true. With adultery, all kinds of stuff. And through the years, God's saved their marriage. And they have the healthy, healthy, healthy home. Amen, amen. Now, here's the next one. Move from talking to listening. James says this. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen. Hello. Slow to speak and slow to get angry. We have to communicate by talking and listening. I can tell you this, wives, the best person to tell a secret to is your husband because he's never listening. (laughs) You you don't have to wait for that to go off somewhere. I have an idea what you said. I told you that, didn't you? What you did? I'm just joking. I want you to listen to this. Put it in your mind. Amos 3.3. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? No. Absolutely not. So that means we have to get on the same direction. We have to compromise. I want to go here. I want to go here. Okay, let's compromise. That's what communication comes. It's not just talking. What does my wife think? What does my husband want? A few nights ago, I got an invitation to some place. And I said to my wife, I, I don't know if I even want to do that. It's a great opportunity. but And so I said to her, would you just pray with me when I got home? And she said, let's just pray during the night and tomorrow morning. See what God says to you. I need my wife. See, God put us together for a reason. Let me just share something with you. Billy Graham said this about his wife, Ruth. He says this, Ruth and I are happily incompatible. (laughs) Could I hear amens all over this place? (laughs) Of course. Linda and I are happily incompatible. Don't laugh at me. God put so many crazy combinations of people together. He loves it. You gotta have realistic expectation. I married the love of my life. She'll always be perfect for me. (laughs) So, what does that mean? Well, it means that we have to talk and we have to be committed. Now, watch this. Did you ever hear the statement? The grass. Yeah, you heard it, haven't you? The grass is greener. Well, you know what? That's a lie from Satan. When you leave an imperfect spouse and marry, what do you marry? Another imperfect spouse. Better in some things, way worse than others. 
So understand, there are no true perfect spouses. But this next statement I found on the internet, it is not biblical in a sense. I can show you the verse, but the principle is 100% true. Look at this. Most people mess up something good, marriage, divorce, by looking for something better just to end up with something worse. Can I hear an amen? Now you say, Pastor Mark, that's stupid. No, it isn't stupid. The divorce rate on the second marriage is worse than the first. You get to the third and the fourth and the fifth, it's worse, it's worse, it's worse, it's worse. Do not listen to the lies of our enemy, Satan. Don't do it. Now, I want to end with this this morning. That grass is green. I took this picture of Linda. That grass is green. Our marriage is not perfect, but the grass is healthy. You know why? Right there. Hard work. After 50 years, still hard work. Still hard work. Why? Number one problem in marriage, selfishness. I'm selfish, she's selfish. Number one problem. But it's healthy because we've learned that we made a commitment to God by God's amazing grace. We were both virgins when we got married. I went through college. She was in the workforce. That was God's grace. It wasn't our goodness. That was God's grace. And we made that commitment. Like we told before, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, I'm staying with you, God. And you know, We've learned to say something in marriage. I learned as a young boy never to say divorce in our fightings. Never. Murder? Okay. Divorce? No. (laughs) Understand it? You say, Pastor Mark, why do you say things so hard and then laugh? So stupid. I do that because it's a difficult subject. Let's stand together. I want to pray for you this morning. Sitting beside you are people that are hurting. You would never know it. Sitting beside you are people whose marriages, they're married to a spouse with a... Sitting next to you are people that are planning for divorce. Sitting next to you is a young man who says to the young girl he's dating, God's first in my life. It's the farthest thing from the truth. See, we need God's wisdom and direction in our life. Today, Pastor Mark talked about what the Bible has to say about communications between husbands and wives. We learned that God takes a very dim view of put-downs and cutting remarks between spouses. We were reminded that God intended marriage to be a blessing to both partners in the relationship, and not just in a sexual way, every way. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. 
Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This wraps up the second part of Because God Says So, I Will Do Marriage, Family, and Dating God's Way. Pastor Mark has shared a lot of the Bible with us, trying to get us to understand how important these topics are to God. Hopefully, this has been beneficial to you and spurred you on to a better relationship with your significant other as well as with God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.